Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 34 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm back here with uh, two guests that were on a previous show uh, and we're going to do the six month update on health, happiness, business, travel, all that good stuff. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Alexa Shields and Dr. Shannon Weeks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So the first episode that, that we had together was episode three back in November 2013. That was exactly six months ago. And that was pretty much right when we moved here, a month after we moved here. Yeah, so uh, for those who haven't heard that episode, uh, they're both doctors from Portland, Oregon, sold their practice, came out to Chiang Mai, start their digital nomad, location independent entrepreneur journey, uh, as well as travel a bit. Six months later now, uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, since uh, first arriving, business-wise anyway, I had, uh, I had ideas for this video training course and I have finished the course. Nice, congratulations. Took six months and I should be launching uh, within the next three or four days. If you were still back in the US, you know, at your practice, working your normal job, would you, do you think you would have finished it? Uh, I know for a fact I wouldn't have because I had had the information on my computer for three years <laughs> with the intent to work on it, but you work all day, you get home, it's like the last thing I want to do is to delve into it and it was way more work than I had originally thought and there, there would have been no way. No way yeah, I would, yeah I, would, I would say almost everything to do with technology-wise, computer-wise, always ends up being more work than you originally anticipated. Always, always. And I got a lot of it done during these really intensive work weeks that, were, that I met up with a group here in Chiang Mai, they call them Focus 55, where we would go from Friday to Sunday and do nothing but work. And I, it took me two of those and many endless hours to actually finally finish it. I remember I did one of those with you guys. It, so for those who don't know, Focus 55 is basically someone organizes uh, a weekend 55-hour power workathon, usually either at a co-working space or someone's house. And you basically just get together as a group, usually mm -hmm. 8 to 10 people. You help each other with their ideas, keep each other accountable, and, and work hard. Uh, Alexis, you, you're in one of those as well. Actually, how many have you done now? Two. Uh, two of them, yeah. And what, are you, what were you working on? I've been wor working on building my online consulting with patients, where I do lab consults and then also just regular health consultations. and. Um, since November, I guess I've been I've been building that, and I also started writing for uh, Mind Body Green. So I started writing some health articles and building my content on my website. So it's been moving forward. So I really want to hear more about the, the business, but let's get into the fun stuff first. Let's talk about the travel. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Restart what we did yesterday. We went to uh, the Four Seasons in Chiang Mai, which is on a beautiful. Um, grounds with rice paddy fields and an infinity pool and they have an amazing um, uh, brunch. kind of brunch buffet that we all went to and had a big group brunch. I took a look at the website and I go to see how much it is to stay there a night. 18,900 baht starting which is 600 US. Yeah, this yeah, is the off season. Is, yeah, 600 in the off season. I think it's if you get your own kind of bungalow it's between eight 800 and 1500 a night. That's so much. And the thing is, it's beautiful. It's, it's, I would say it's worth it. You know, yeah. it's, if somebody's been working the whole year, you're stressed out, you know, and you have one week or two weeks with your family, 
you want to see the most beautiful part of Chiang Mai. You want to have uh, rice fields inside the middle yeah. of the hotel. The personal water buffalo. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, the best food, the nicest pool. Then, yeah, then it's worth it. Uh, but what's nice about our lifestyle is we can live 30 minutes away and we can basically go there any weekend we want and not have to spend a thousand dollars. Yeah. No, get to use the, all their facilities, their steam room and their pools and their lounges and the great service. I don't know how much we pay, but it wasn't that much. Just 50 bucks US. 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, and the sad part is, for, for, even for me, a year ago, yeah, exactly a year ago this day, if you asked me to go, I would have said, no way, that's half my rent for the month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would have said, you know, how, you know, how much food, I mean, Thai meals I can get for that. Because the average Thai meal for me was $2 a meal. So that's, you know, that's 25 meals. That's a week's worth of food. So I would have said, no, no way, that's rip off, I want to do it. But now that I'm making a normal U.S. wage while living out here, to me that's such a good deal. Yeah, and it's something that we wouldn't be able to have back in the U.S. You could do it in the U.S. It would cost you probably more like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars just for the brunch. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and so here, which I, mean, I wouldn't have done. Yeah, you wouldn't have done. <laughs> no, <I wouldn't> have. <laughs> even if I could afford it, I, I just wouldn't have done it for some whatever reason. Yeah, I think, you know, like the $50 a meal, that, that's kind of like the maximum I would pay right now. But it, it's, as you're saying, you get, you know, all the facilities. We had steam room, a sauna, we had a jacuzzi, uh, a cold plunge. And you can <laughs> stay at their, in their, you know, facility the entire day, stay at the pool the whole day. It's and awesome. we ate for two and a half hours. We had a lot of food. <laughs> right. They had a live singer that was on uh, Thailand, got Thailand. Yeah, the music was fantastic. Really nice. Uh, and me and Narissa stayed for a couple's massage afterwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> but not the Four Seasons because it would have been over $100. <laughs> we got one at Miracle Spa, which is down the street. From, oh, yeah. From I know here. those guys. Yeah. Really nice place. And Very nice. The inside of it, I mean, it's the facilities are so nice. Service is so nice. We had a private room, just the two of us. And the, the quality was, I would say, on par with whatever we can get at Four Seasons. Yeah, so totally. I took a peek inside the restaurant rooms itself, and it's, it's similar. It's not going to be, you know, hundred dollars better. It's just going to be, yeah, a little bit better. So that's a, kind of another travel hack. And I actually wrote a blog post about it today. It's on my blog, JunnyFD.com. But aside from uh, hanging out the Four Seasons, <clears throat> where else have you guys been in the last six months? Well, uh, we spent a month in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, did all the way from the north in Hanoi and, and worked our way down to Saigon. We met a couple mm-hmm. friends from Portland there. And Went on some cave tours and um, did a boat trip on a junk boat in Halong Bay. And what the caves? I saw the photos from that. That was really nice. Yeah, the world's biggest cave is in Vietnam, and so the that cave in particular is is there's only about a hundred people that go each year, and it costs a ton of money. It's a it's a what is it like seven day trek to even get to the cave? So we went on just one of the one full day um, hikes where you hike basically through the jungle and you're climbing and swimming and then you um, are you know hiking down into the cave swimming through lakes in the cave the cave is it, it could house like skyscrapers they're so huge yeah it was incredible seeing 200 million year old fossils that were right there I mean it only opened a couple of years ago so it was still there was no real infrastructure so it felt like you were you know like you were the first people walking through these things that's cool that, that's the only reason why I'd want to go back to Vietnam uh, we, so we actually bumped each other in Saigon randomly. Yeah, was, we were in Saigon for oh God, almost two weeks. Uh, we met a bunch of people from Chiang Mai there. Uh, 
working and enjoying Saigon. It just happened that everyone was there at that time, and that's why I went as well. Um, and that's what's nice about this lifestyle. It was only a hundred dollar flight, right? <laughs> so I was in. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Uh, so even though you guys are taking off uh, in a few days, I'm not too worried about not seeing you guys for a while because I, th- I really believe that this world that we've stumbled into, this di- digital nomad world, is so small. It's and- very small. We were just in Nepal just two weeks ago, and we ran into four or five people that we had met in, either in Saigon or in Chiang Mai in Kathmandu, and we all went out to dinner, and it was amazing. And we actually ran into someone while we were on trek in the middle of, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Annapurna Range, <laughs> at a guest house, like, just in the middle, you know, in the mountains. It was incredible. I mean, and so for those who don't know, the uh, Mount Everest is in Nepal, right? Yes. And so, I mean, Imagine just going on this trek, like oh, you know, up to the mountains, and you know you're there with what your uh, donkeys or mules. Well, we had porters, but there are donkeys that take a lot of if you're, you know bigger treks. Yeah. Okay, and you know, you, and you're walking, and you don't expect you don't have cell phone service. Actually, there is cell phone service now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> up to Annapurna. It's amazing. But <laughs> yes. you know, you're basically in the middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you see a someone you met at a coffee shop that you worked with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was incredible. It's amazing. And even back in the U.S., like that, that probably would not happen. I mean, no, people here are just always on the go, and so whenever you leave a city, it's you just tell everyone you're, you'll see them soon because you know you'll run into them somewhere. It's kind of determined. Our, so we're leaving for Berlin on Thursday, and the idea to go to Berlin just came about because some friends of ours who were talking it's like, "Hey, well, let's go to Berlin for the summer," and we were like. Well, why not? <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. It's hot, a little bit hot here, nice and cool there. So, there would be arrive in Berlin with I had half dozen people that you know were already that you already know. So you already yeah. plugged in. You already have friends. And the coolest yeah. thing about these people, these these other entrepreneurs we meet, is they're very very savvy in finding cool places to work out of, great places to eat, nice apartments for a good you know a good price. But also, everyone is super helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they're very free with information and, and who to contact. Uh, yeah, it's a great group. So back in November, six months ago, when you moved out here from Portland, how many of these people did you know? You. We met you. <laughs> <laughs> we met you at the kickboxing, and that was it. Uh, and I had one other friend that I knew uh, from before. Uh, the guy who runs Miracle Spy actually was a friend of a friend. Okay. Uh, and, and I had a friend from... Uh, Portland, who was the, one of the more uh, MMA trainers at Team Quest, and that was that was our network. So, how exactly did you get plugged into this whole entrepreneur network? Well, I think through meeting you, actually, we started meeting everybody that has been part of this group, and then right the, the weekend that we met everybody, we actually jumped onto one of the Focus Fifty Five weekends um, and did you know an intensive week work weekend with everybody, and that just kind of snowballed everything, and then. You know, everywhere we've gone, we've met up with people that are part of the Dynamite Circle and expanded but, our network. But it's so crazy that, like, just being here, I mean, that, that was basically the step, you know, yeah. just being here. Being and here was the going, step. yeah. You know, and then you hung out at Pun Space for a while, I walked out of there, you hung out with coffee shops, and just with, just, once you meet one person here, and here's a caveat, you have to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you gotta, you gotta have some minimal social skills, yes. <laughs> and you know, and then people very easily. I mean, you know, there, I would say there's some people that don't have good social skills, but that you know, they're great at whatever uh, skill they have online. 
and they're you know and they it's okay that they're not super social it, you know and they're still part of the group they're still friends because they always have something to offer I mean people always kind of and it's not one of those things where when you meet someone you're like okay what can you do but it is one of those things where people are constantly trying to help each other they're like oh you know like oh I happen to know e-commerce or I happen to know email marketing or I happen to know web design you know if you ever, ever have any questions let me know yeah it's the friendliest group of people and I think that's one thing I didn't expect when I moved here was that you know it, it's hard to make friends as you get older if you're not going through school or going through some kind of an educational program I think as you get older it's harder you kind of are set with the friends that you've made already and moving here everyone is so welcoming and friendly and outgoing and really accepting of new people um, it's been really you know it's nice because it's a tribe yeah it is, a it tribe. is. It is. Yeah. and it's a tribe that has villages literally everywhere in the world and you have that bond if you're going to a new city and maybe you haven't met the the you know the group of people that are in that city but as soon as you know we're part of this common bond and so we're just kind of you know you're accepted and and brought into their tribe right away and it's it's the abundance mentality as well especially because there's so much business to do online i mean it's literally unlimited that people if they tell you their best secrets you know, like, oh, you should use Lucky Orange to track your, your visitors so you can figure out how to A-B split test and get a higher conversion rate. It might have cost that person thousands of dollars and years of twiddling around to figure that out. Right. Yeah. But they don't mind telling you that just straight off the bat, even though they just met you, because right. it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. And that's a mentality that I really like about people that I met out here versus people that let's say they're at home they're you know they're working and you know they're unhappy with the rest of their life you know because they're, they're living somewhere they're stressed out and they, they feel like they need to hoard information yeah so besides nepal berlin and vietnam that's a that's a big jump i mean that's yeah. it's really only six months we've done some trips down in thailand itself we went to the islands like many people her brother came for her brother came in for two months yeah and hung out so we got to spend a good time with the family yeah we've really been trying to balance work life with you know the reason why we came out here was to travel and experience a new part of the world and so we've really made sure that we're taking a break and and getting out there and traveling and doing what you know what this lifestyle affords you to do so i remember you guys telling me that the way that you guys were going to earn money in the meantime while working on your businesses was to do things like Skype consultations, yeah. uh, telemedicine. Yeah. Now, by doing that, you know, basically part-time, how, how much of your savings had you have had to dip into these last six months, you know, while taking all these trips, while traveling, and, you know, really just living a good lifestyle, and while building a business, did you, yeah. did you, have you cleaned out your savings, or was that able to kind of float you? Yes, yeah, it was just the opposite. So we... we took a month and we traveled through Vietnam for the month. We came back with more money than we had left than we had gone with because I was still able to do these consultations. So, you know, we stayed at a hotel and I'd get up at maybe early, you know, six to ten in the morning, do some work. And because of the the nature of uh, you know, the online part of it, you the you don't then no, we've had the exact opposite experience. We've been able to actually build up our income while doing all these things. Yeah, we're saving more being here, doing what we love and building something that is affording this lifestyle for us than we would have when we were at home. And it, yeah, that, it's exactly the opposite. 
and you're building a real business that's going to bring in a lot more money when it's done. Yeah. Like both of you guys are working on big projects that you know really help people. Yeah. And the other thing that, and so much of it, uh, the ideas of what I had when I came here have changed and, and morphed and grown because of the people I've met here. That I've had things I would have never figured out when people would say, oh, you should do this and this. I'm like, well, of course that makes so much sense. But I would have never found that had I not jumped up. So I have, you know, I have literally years worth of projects that are in my to-do list. It's like when I get finished with this big chunk, I have another one that I can add on that I wouldn't have even thought of until, until I came here. So you're... You, what is available and what's possible is really starting to expand. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, especially because we have so much free time. We have so much free time and so much freedom and our cost of living is so low that we know even if we make a project that doesn't necessarily take off, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and the other thing is the cost of living here is so low and we're allowed to, it allows us to save enough money that we can, so we're gonna go to Europe for two months, which is much more expensive. But it's still because we've had been able to save and make money and build up our income here. When we go there, it's it'll allow us to spend two, three months in Europe without breaking the bank at all. But yeah, and even going living in a more expensive city, it's less expensive when you get rid of all of your your stuff and your baggage that's holding you back at home. Just getting rid of all of our stuff at, that you know that we had living in Portland, Oregon, it's freed up so much money that. You know that you just don't really realize and you're also not spending money on stupid stuff anymore like yeah. a car yeah <laughs> car insurance that goes with it yeah <clears throat> the gas yeah. i mean how much are people spending on gas nowadays i have no idea i know that we bought a motorcycle here uh and sold it seven months later for about what we had bought it for so it's basically the transportation has been free except for the you know Ten dollars a week we spend in gas. Do you even spend ten dollars a week in gas? I don't no. even know. It's, no. <laughs> it just, it's three. It's it's uh, three dollars every time I fill up my little tank, and who knows how long. I mean, it's a scooter; it goes forever. Yeah, I spend yeah hundred baht, which is three dollars, every time I fill up my my motorbike, and I would say every week I fill up once. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yep. right. So three bucks a week for gas. Uh, same thing. I bought my motorbike for around ten thousand baht, just th th you know three hundred something dollars. And when I started, it's going to set up for three hundred something dollars. Yeah, uh, you guys have a much nicer bike, uh, and you guys. Yeah, but it sold within two days of putting it up on Facebook. Yeah, you know? so and there's always somebody, some new person moves into town, and they they were just like us six months ago, and yeah. so it goes round and round. And it's almost like um, I almost feel like within this community of uh, digital nomads, people just give each other stuff. You yeah. know, and it's kind of like this recycle. Um, the, the mic I had before this, the uh, I had a snowball. Uh, I basically just gave it to someone uh, because they, they thought about starting a podcast. Nice. And I said, if you don't use it, give it back. If you use it, just keep it. Right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we gave away a bunch of, uh, this, to the guy who bought our motorcycle, it's like, well, do you need a basket? Do you need, you Helmet, know, little things you, you forget about, bugs? like bowls and knives and things like, you know, well, we're not taking it with us, so we just... Yeah. yeah, well, Alyssa and Kevin just left uh, three sticks of grass-fed butter nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. in the fridge at Hunt's Face with a sticker on it just yeah. saying. Oh, and, and they are leaving with our big suitcase that we came here with, yeah. so we're even downsizing even more, so we got rid of another suitcase. That's a nice thing to, to get rid of stuff. Uh, this trip that I came here, I, I brought, because I'm going to keep this apartment for a year, so I brought tons of consumables, mainly like almonds and uh, MCT oil and 
other like random things. I think I brought like 25 bars of dark chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I see there's a kilo of macadamia nuts in the corner there. Yeah. Uh, that actually I bought it here. That was uh, there's a I have a macadamia nut hookup if anyone needs it. Um, there's lo- yeah uh, basically locally grown organic. I think it's about twenty dollars a kilo, which is two and a half pounds, two point two pounds, and. Every, like, oh, basically everything I ever want, everything I need is out here now. I would say the only things that are still hard to buy in Thailand are electronics. Like blenders are much more expensive than they would be in the US. Um, and personal, one of the reasons we're getting rid of our large suitcases, because when we came here we bought a particular brand of fluoride free toothpaste that we like, mm-hmm. and a particular deodorant, and you know, she has her things that she likes that, you know, that you can't. It's have. a little harder to find here, yeah. So, but, but I mean, that takes such a small. That's just a, such a small thing, and someone's always coming that we have that will bring those little things. But that's really it. It's like personal toiletries and stuff yeah. that you might have. A and just to cool. clarify, they do sell toothpaste and shampoo out here. Yes, yeah. they do. They do sell, of course. But you know, like you got the one brand that you buy yeah. that doesn't have fluoride and junk in it. It's like, well, yeah, I'll use that one. Yeah, it's me being high maintenance. No, no, it's us being wanting kind of like, you know natural stuff, like your MCT oil. You know, it's hard. You could probably find it somewhere here. No, you maybe can't. not that. You can buy coconut oil here. Plenty right? organic coconut oil. Right. So you know, it's, you can definitely get by with certain things. But there's certain things that they just don't sell here, like vitamin D. Right, right. There's so much sun. You know, no one thinks you need vitamin D supplements. Yeah. Uh, and things like sunblock are expensive because high people just don't wear it. Yeah. They just stay covered up. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're a woman and you want to use Venus razors, you can't get it here. You know, you don't have to use you know cheap plastic disposable ones. So things like that, yeah, definitely bring it with you. Uh, I have a video I just uploaded this morning. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Packing 2014. Nice. What I brought. Uh, and the reason why I upload these videos every time I come back, which is like once a year, is I would say for two twofold. The first is when I was first getting ready to come back to Thailand my first time, I was so nervous about what to bring that when I found Tim Ferriss' original packing video, it really... Oh, I've watched that. Yeah, it really made me feel like, okay, you know what, I could see, see, you know, what's important, what's not, and it's fun. I enjoyed watching it, so that's why I've always made it. But also, my my needs have changed. So if you go back to my old YouTube videos and, and you look at what I brought, it looked like I was going on a safari. <laughs> and I, you know, everything had to be quick to ride, waterproof. <laughs> uh, but now that I'm living in Chiang Mai for a while, and I realize, you know what, this is actually like a pretty big city. I don't need that stuff. But there's other nice cities that, that I bring now. Yep. So uh, go ahead and watch that video. It'll be on the blog, Johnny FD, or just look, look on the YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Uh, so. These six months, not only have you traveled and got to see all these cool places, you know, you got to go trekking in Nepal and go caving in Vietnam and, you know, go down the islands. You've done so and grew your bank account and grew your businesses. Yep. Which is, and once those are launched, you have so much more money coming in that you'll be able to step it up even another level. Yeah. And I and I think this is the the real key takeaway is when I went back to the U.S., and I ask people, hey, what do you what have you been up to? They say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same More people complaints. you met. Many of them are the same people you, you left a year ago. Or five years ago. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and they li- literally have not done anything different. I remember being shocked and appalled when a friend asked if I wanted to go to, I don't remember the name of the nightclub now, but it was some nightclub that we used to go to you know, when we were in college, like six, seven years ago. 
and that was like the cool thing to do on weekends and when he asked me to go there and I, I said do people still go there and he's like, <laughs> and he's like yeah you know it's, it's so fun you know so and so DJ is going to be there and I felt genuinely bad for him because I, I realized that you know so many years have passed and there have been so many new experiences and for them they're so stressed out you know day to day working the same job that you know they're not happy at uh, having so many bills to pay and having all these responsibilities I mean most people don't even really have weekends to go out and do things they on weekends they have to do chores they have responsibilities they run errands so when do people actually get to learn grow or yeah. travel experience or, or you know do anything yeah yeah that there's no yeah people really they can do it we, we all did it but it takes a much larger effort uh, you know I like to read but the amount of reading that I did at home versus here it doesn't compare because you get home after a day of work and you know you, you you're you're tired or you just don't have the motivation and so things that you might have wanted to do you still do or I did anyway but it was on a much smaller slower level like I really feel the analogy I use I feel like we've been put in a slingshot and let go you know mm -hmm. six months later it's like oh my god I met so many more people my bank account is grown so much more than it would have in, in, in Portland and I think we've just grown in the last eight months just as people just everybody that we're meeting and all the experiences that we've had and we're doing this together which is another whole element to yeah to and it's this. really growing your relationship as well which is great you know? yeah I, I, re I really believe that you know our time is, is on this earth is limited you know we're all in our 30s uh, or, or higher <laughs> some of us are in the 30s and you know if I was but I want to point that out yeah. so I'm, I'm 46 okay and but you don't look or act in and most people that I know I have many you know friends that I've grown up with the idea of leaving at their age at, at some age I'm not quite sure what it is it's usually somewhere in your mid 30s 35, 36, 37 where the idea of I'm too old to do that mm -hmm. creeps in and there's no validity to it, but you think, oh no, I can't, that time for me has passed. I'll have to wait until I'm 65 and retire to do that. And it's it's just not the case that there is no, that, you know, when you're 45, it'll be now, when you're 35, it'll be now. It's the same, it doesn't change. And so, so many people, they think that I have to do that when I'm, you know, oh, I'm too old to be doing that. I have to be looking for a new career or whatever. And it, it's just not the case. The perfect time is always yesterday. It's always yesterday. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm 32. I'm turning 33 this year. And I know 100% if I had stayed back in the U.S., I would be working at some corporate job I didn't really like, spending money on crap I didn't need. Uh, I would be, you know, I'd be... I would be stressed out. I'd probably be pretty content. I mean, I'd probably have 100% sure I would have a new Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you would have all of the distractions that would keep you away from the things that you really should have been doing. That's 100% true. I would have a big car payment. I, you know, I, I would either have the new Mustang or the new Mercedes, you know, whatever I was kind of in the mood for. But not really, I would probably own a house. But then here's the thing is, I wouldn't actually own anything because all those would be on payments. Be tied yeah. to debt. Yep. Yeah. You know, I would have a mortgage on a house that's too big yeah. that I, I you know couldn't really afford and a car that was too nice that you know wasn't really practical but because everyone else had it and that's what I thought would make me happy but what, you know really that's the only thing that would make me happy at the time I would buy it no matter what yeah 
Yeah, we've been able to, it's part of that global arbitrage thing. So we've been able to move over here, pretty much keep our income the same, but because it's so the cost of living is so low, we've been able to pay down large amounts of house debt and, and just other things that you have just from living. Um, we really, it's like I said, it feels like a slingshot. We've gone the other other way. Six months later, we would have been maybe twenty five percent of where we are now, as far as doing, being able to accomplish those things. You know, so the amount of free time I had on in any given week back in the U.S. was, I would say, five hours. Mm -hmm. All right, and I have five hours of free time every day here. Yeah. Yes. Now you can feel it. Now, just to be clear, you do work. You are very, you know, we see you at, at the workspace quite a lot. I mean. But because it's stuff that you really enjoy and enjoy creating, you're talking yeah. about just the other day where you like you started some website, you got up at five in the morning because you were so excited to yeah. finish it. You know, you generally, to. yeah. So I mean, it's there's work being done, yeah. it's, and it's a, actually a lot more uh, concentrated. And even though you have so many more free hours, you're still probably working. Uh, people work here, but it's that they're creating things, and so it doesn't necessarily. What are the things that we enjoy building? Mm -hmm. uh, and that are really helping other people as well. And that, yeah. that's why I love them. Yeah, yeah. you're solving, yeah. if you can solve problems, you will never be out of, uh, out of yeah, your money problems will be Well, that's basically the, the entire, I mean, I would say the entire industry that, that we're in is we kind of keep our eyes open and anytime someone, you know, t 10 people ask the same question, you're like, oh, let's build a product around it. Right, right. right. Uh, so just two days ago, I built a website, dropshipq.com. Uh, as in dropshipquestions.com. And it's because everyone kept asking the same questions about dropshipping. And I always tell them, like, you know what? Just, you know, go on the course. Buy, <laughs> go on buy an <laughs> course. And because that's how I learned how to do it. You know, and I know it works. However, I realized, you know, not everyone wants to deep dive into it. You know, mm -hmm. people are kind of just curious about certain questions. And, you know, they have, you know, and they kind of want to know a little bit more about what, like, what is dropshipping and you know, what is kind of involved in it before they, you know, they invest $500, you know, for a course. So I decided, you know, let me just make a, a website that's basically staff a queue that people can submit questions and I'll make a, little, a video response for it. And I was so excited to build it that I stayed up until, you know, nine o'clock one night. And then bam, in 24 hours, you have a fully functioning website. <laughs> exactly. With <you're> content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and already people are, Loving it, you know. I'm really getting nice uh, comments on it. People are submitting questions, and it's it's fun to do, and it's a whole new like it's like a whole new thing that I created in 24 hours. Yeah. But only because I didn't have to do anything else at that time. Like there's things I you know probably should have been working on. Sure. But yeah, this wasn't income motivated. It wasn't like oh I need to up my uh, my paperclip so I can make more money. It's just like oh here's a problem that people are. And money might come out of it, but it wasn't it wasn't the driving force behind that. And it's not even just that. It's, it's like it's not like I have a boss that says you have to have these TPS reports in by five o'clock today. <laughs> you know, it's you know, like nobody's gonna tell me I have to you know upload you know the two new products I wanted to upload to my commerce store right. by you know by this week. Those are things I should do, and I know I'm you know I have to do it uh, because it'll make me more money. But I don't have to do it at any given time, I can, I can basically do whatever I want. Yeah. And that's what's nice about not, not having a boss, not having a job. Yeah. Yes. yes. Still working, just not a job. Yeah. And people, I mean, you know what, you're right. I don't want people thinking that, 
you know, all of us are just hanging out here on the beach, you know, no. sipping pina coladas all day. We're working hard. We just no. love what we do. Somebody, there's a quote that said something like, uh, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. That's yeah. true. And, and, that's I, true. and I firmly believe that's true. And I have StarCraft 2 on my, uh, on my desktop right there, but I haven't opened it in four months. Oh, wow. I've never even beat the, the game. And, I, and it's because... The, so the reason why I still have it there is because I, I enjoy playing it. But I enjoy just accomplishing things more. Yeah. And to me, video games were a way to accomplish something. Like, to, yeah. to beat a level, you know, sure. to get better at something. And now, me, me making a website feels exactly the same as building... A, a, or leveling up in a video game. Right. <laughs> yes. You're sense. leveling up every day now. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, this last six months, um, well, let's say, we'll touch on the, on the major points of uh, milestones in life. Have I done more and traveled more? Uh, yes, definitely. And the, both of you guys have, have as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, are we more wealthy? Yeah. You guys have more money in your bank account than you started? Yeah. Yeah. I do as well, which is insane if you think about the amount of things we did and the amount of things we spent money on. Yes. <laughs> uh, business or, I guess, career-wise, are you guys more ahead than you were six months ago? Yes. Definitely. Uh, and, and me as well. I have, you know, in these last six months, I've built, built I don't even know how many more websites, but, like, I've all these random things. I've made a magazine. I have this Josh of FAQ now. Mm -hmm. i built another e-commerce store. So my, my career, I guess... I guess you guys can't see my air quotes, but <laughs> my career uh, or my business has improved, and you guys have as well. Yeah, it's just it's just shifted. I mean, when we left Portland, we we had already worked on our businesses, and we had you know we were successful doctors there, and so for for a lot of people, I think that position, and there are I'm sure people listen to this who are, who have good careers. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're making money, it's solid, and they even enjoy what they do, which is which was our case. Uh, there was still something that there's like a wanderlust in there that that's wasn't answered, and so you, you can be at the broke part, or you can be you know doing quite well, and and you feel like you're giving it up, but you're not really giving it up. You're just exchanging it for something with more better. freedom. Yeah. All right. So the next part would be relationships. In these last six months, we had the same one. Yeah, we had the same <laughs> but. Do you feel like it's 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 made you guys closer? Yeah, I think you know we live in a in a small apartment because that's all we really need, and we're spending most of our days together. We're working on separate projects, but we're together a lot, and more so than you know than we ever were in Portland because we worked in separate offices and we had a bigger house, and um, you know this has just made our communication, I think, so much better because we've been forced to learn how to communicate. <laughs> I like it. And my relationship has gone, well, I was single six months ago. When I met you. <laughs> That's right. And now I'm genuinely happy. Yeah. Yeah. I met a really great girl. And the truth is, is had you met her while you were in the States, in the, in the state that you were in, in the mental space that you were in, uh, it probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, she, yeah. She, I mean, she, you know, you would have been attracted to her, she might have been attracted to you, but you, your mental space wasn't, you weren't healthy enough to attract that in, I think. Yeah. That's true. And I don't even know if she'd be attracted to me. Because back then I was a douchebag. <laughs> I was, you know. <laughs> and, you know, my goals in life were very different. And my goals then were, were to buy, the, you know, the latest 
gadget or the you know the latest car. Um, yeah. You know to you know go out drinking and you know and party uh, to do things like that. And I was you know I was really out of shape. I was really overweight. I was unhealthy. I was always tired. I was mm-hmm. never had any energy. So the Johnny today versus the Johnny before I came is much more attractive today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I know why she's, she's like she, to me. She, you know, she never she's never met that old Johnny, so she doesn't know right. what that guy is. She's in pictures and some videos. Yeah, and she's like, in, you know, in her mind, she's convinced that she would like me anyways. And I'm like, no, bitch, trust, trust me. <laughs> One, the guy I am now is, is much is much better. Um, okay, what about friendships? Have you have you guys made a lot more? Oh, more friends. Met so many more. I, mean, I met more people within six months here than I I swear in the last yeah, four years. So and, much more social here, which. You know, we love Portland, we love our Portland friends, and I miss them, and I can't wait to see them again when, whenever that time comes, but we've just, we're so much more social here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every night, if you want to have a dinner, I mean... Someone's getting together. Someone, yeah. Or even the working, you know, we sit, we go to the coffee shops to work, and, and it's the, you know, and there's always so many new coming in, and everyone's so friendly, and yeah. I've met so many people, and people that I will... I promise you, twenty years from now, I'll still, I'll still know them. I, I, I believe so as well. Uh, I mean, just even us. Six months ago, we were acquaintances. We just met at the Bordai gym, and we we're like, "Oh, hey, you want to get some food?" <laughs> That's right. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> and then now, six months later, I consider you guys good friends. Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah, and it's not just with us. It's I have so many other good friendships and relationships now yeah. that I never would have met before and it's not you know it's not that I instantly become best friends with everyone I meet because I meet hundreds of people yeah. but out of those hundreds I would say most of them have a lot of the same kind of goals or same yeah. uh, hobbies as I do like traveling entrepreneurship things like that so at least I respect them even if you know we don't have anything else in common but then there's the couple people that I just instantly click with and I'm like you know what I want them to be you know my BFF <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also opens up a whole new range of travel because now you know people from you know oh, every, right. every corner of the earth, and you're like, oh, I would never have thought to go to that place, but you're there. I'll be glad. Yeah, it sounds okay. like a great idea. I, mean, well, I, I never would have went to Saigon if it wasn't for my friends being there. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And there's a very good chance I'm going to be in Berlin this summer. Berlin is happening <laughs> this summer. Berlin is happening. Croatia is probably going to be happening. Okay. But, yeah. Budapest, we might Budapest, we yeah. just had a friend who flew there on Monday, and it's like, well, why not? And you okay. start looking around, and the world becomes much smaller. You know? So friendships improved, uh, and health. Health, well, you know, I was, I've always been pretty healthy, and I, you know, exercised in Portland, but I have to say, I'm way more consistent about it, the exercise part here, just because, you know, there's never a time where there's the gym's very close and I it's not like I don't have free time so we've been able and, and I started a, a new thing when I was here I started it was just in Muay Thai but I discovered CrossFit since I've been here and really enjoyed that and so I would say that I feel physically better than I, than I have in a long time yeah and I just have so much more time to focus on myself I get regular massage and I have regular exercise routine and I've started doing meditations and affirmations and things that I always was well-intentioned to do, and I did look after my health when I was in Portland, but I just didn't have as much time to dedicate to, towards it, and so stress levels are down, which improves everything about your health. So yeah, much improved. Vitamin D levels? Vitamin D levels, way better. <laughs> I'm constantly tanned, it's nice. <laughs> you know, I saw, so six months ago, uh, I got my blood test done. If you guys want to listen to that episode, it was the one with 
Dr. Alexa Shields. Um, what episode was it? Nine. And I'll, I'll look it up here. I mean, so you, you, so I've had these two on the show a few times actually. The first time was having both of them on. That was episode three, and that was basically talking about their move coming out here no. to to Thailand. And then uh, episode eighteen uh, was the blood, blood test results with uh, Dr. Lessa Shields. So in that, she had basically had me go and get all my labs done and. Uh, took a look at my cholesterol levels and you know basically all my all my levels and six months later we had it done again um, so in the last six months I actually haven't exercised as much as I should have and the reason for that is in these last six months just like Alexis and Shannon I've been traveling a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I went to Cambodia for almost a month I went to Vietnam for almost a month I was down in the islands for two or three weeks. But you've also been doing active things like rock climbing and hiking, and you just went on a three-day hike. Yep. You know? I, I, I mean, have. you're doing, you're, you know, you're living right, you're moving, and that's what exercise is, yeah. you know. I can just say, you know, we, we did a just a short trek in Nepal, uh, four days up in the mountains, and uh, I was so thankful for having been able to go to CrossFit in Muay Thai here because... People who fly from their corporate jobs and do that after day one, I bet you some of them are, are literally not moving the next day. It was oh, physically challenged, but if you're, if you're, there are people, friends of ours who, I mean, it's almost depressing to think, wow, they, they will, they won't ever see this view just simply because their health won't, wouldn't take them up the mountain. Uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, so uh, last week, right when I first got back to Chiang Mai, I wanted to get rid of my jet lag, so I had this brilliant idea that I would go on a two-day hike and spend the night in the jungle, mm-hmm. which worked. Got completely got rid of my jet lag, but it could have backfired. <laughs> <laughs> because imagine being jet lagged and walking uphill for six hours. Uh, but what was uh, nice about that was even though uh, these past three weeks I was back in the U.S. and I was going to, I went to two weddings. You know, I had a bunch of family dinners. You know, and kind of just hung out. You know, I, I only worked out, I went to a CrossFit class once, and I think, I don't know if I did any other real workouts. I think I did kind of, you know, some, I would, one day I would do some push-ups here and there, or one day I would go, you know, I would go for a walk or something. But I didn't actually go to any real classes. I, I wasn't in my workout routine, um, but I still tried to eat, you know, stay on, on the, in the diet and still, you know, move as much as I could. Um, but when I got back and did that hike, I was able to do it without a problem, yeah. right? And that's what you know. I'm, that's why I'm. Gonna imagine if six months ago, if you had gone on that hike, that would not have been a pleasant hike for you. Yeah, that would have been difficult. <laughs> I mean, because I was also also twenty five pounds heavier. Uh, I don't know about six months ago, but definitely a year ago, twenty five pounds heavier. And I ne- it never really occurred to me how much weight that is to carry around. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly the same as carrying around twenty five steaks. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> strap twenty five pound weight on your back and walk around for a day and see how you feel by the end of the day. Yeah, and you know, in my mind, I always kind of uh, ignored that thinking, like, no, that, you know, that, it's not really like that. It's you know, it's spread out on your body. You know, you know, it's you know, and it was just excuses. I mean, it's life is easier weighing less and being in shape. Uh, so I just got my my, my health test back. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but kind of just a quick update. Um, yeah, so you did, uh, we had Johnny do a specialized cholesterol test called a VAP test. And um, basically, it's just a more in-depth look at your cholesterol. It's something you can easily get in the U.S. and it's affordable. 
Um, so we wanted to compare his cholesterol six months ago to now and his LDL levels have improved. Um, we also did a vitamin D test to see, you know, since he's getting regular sunshine, what are his vitamin D levels? And in the US, it's very rare. I would say one in maybe 15 to 20 people actually comes in and has adequate or low adequate levels of vitamin D. And Johnny's levels are at a, a good level. He could even boost it a little bit higher, but they were, they were good. Um, and I think we also did a test to see how well he's regulating blood sugar and with the diet that you follow, your blood sugar handling looks excellent. I appreciate that, that's really cool. Uh, a big takeaway for that is, even though I get a lot of sun out here in Chiang Mai, and I actually force myself you know, to walk without a shirt to and back from lunch every day. So mm -hmm. I try to get at least 10 to 20 minutes of just, you know, direct sunlight every single day, no matter what. And even then, even with, you know, and the whole weekend I spent out laying by the pool. And you um, live in a sunny climate, so it's really easy for you to do. Yeah, yeah. and even then, I still don't have great vitamin D levels. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that, like, low low optimal range that we want to see and so you can boost it even more which is a huge lesson because if you have a desk job if you're inside all day if you live in a place that's cloudy your vitamin d levels are not optimal and vitamin d has hormone-like effects that affects everything every process every hormone everything in your body including your brain and you're really missing out if you're not testing your vitamin d every year so every single person listening to this i want you guys to go out and get your vitamin d tested uh, is there an easy way for them to do that? Uh, they can contact me and it's a test that I can order for anyone in the US. You can also request it from your primary care um, doctor. Insurance is covering vitamin D now. So either contact me or your primary care doctor, but definitely have it done. So one of the reasons why I want to get these, these blood tests done is because even though I know this, this new way of eating, uh, if anyone's kind of unfamiliar with the diet I follow, it's kind of a, a combination of the Bulletproof primal paleo diet uh you know which is low you know, sugar low dairy yeah low dairy. uh yeah no, so try not to eat any sugar at all but even though it's once in a while now i'm like yes at four seasons i had a little dessert <laughs> some homemade macadamia nut ice cream that was nice uh but yeah almost you know no sugar mainly i just eat vegetables meat and lots of butter lots of grass-fed butter lots of coconut oil lots of avocado which is all saturated fat yep. and it's still because for 32 years I've been told saturated fat is bad for you even though I've lost so much weight and I feel so much healthier and so much happier you know being on this diet part of me is still scared to death <laughs> you know? well I think you said it you said for 32 years I've been thinking saturated fat is bad for me and that's because that nutrition advice is that old I mean it's just it's old nutrition advice it's not you know it's something that that it's just not true and it doesn't hold true anymore the studies don't don't say that anymore so yeah and the thing but doctors don't know that like most I still don't know that and moves very slow the medical community moves very very slow even new recommendations so for example there's a new recommendation 50 years later finally that says uh, you shouldn't take aspirin uh, as a as a preventative because the risk of bleeding is too great, right? So FDA just came out with that. And I see video consults. I still see 70 to 100 patients a week. And I cannot tell you how many people are still on that. There's, oh, I, my doctor still tells me to take a baby aspirin. It's like, well, all that means is that they literally haven't read any of the news uh, reports that have come out. And they're just slow to move. So 
Do go to your, your ER if you're if you're bleeding out or if you're <laughs> broken. Please uh, do. Stop <laughs> taking aspirin if you haven't had a heart attack. Yeah. Stop avoiding healthy saturated fats. Uh, and you know, I, I honestly, for every single person listening to this, the best thing that's ever ever happened to my entire life. I mean, and it's improved my my wealth, my happiness, my well being, my relationships, everything is changing my diet, getting in shape, uh, being healthy. So if you guys want more information, I'll, I'll have links to everything, including a one hour video of me just talking about <laughs> what my diet is. Uh, I was actually surprised when people started commenting saying, hey, I watched the video. Yes, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, they're just, you know, it, this, I'm, I'm basically the experiment, you know, right? So, you know, I've spent a lot of money, a lot of time, and I'm lucky to have connections with, and friends uh, who can help me with this? So I want to share this with you guys. You're the experiment. I'm the end result because I've been eating that way for 18 years now, 17 years now. And so if something was wrong with it, by now it would have shown up somewhere in, in me. I love it, and it's just not. Six months from today, I'm gonna get another test. Hopefully, you know my cholesterol is gonna be even better because as long as it's going on a on a positive trend or a good, I mean a good, I guess a good trend. Mm -hmm. That means you know what, continuing all that butter, continuing continuing whatever I'm doing now. Um, so take a look at the show notes, episode 34, Chop Like a Boss podcast. If you guys want to get your blood tests, I highly recommend going through Alexis. She can get you a hookup for uh, lab, was it LabCorp? Yeah, LabCorp. through LabCorp, which is a nationwide lab. And they, I can, I can get um, labs for a fraction, like seriously a fraction of the cost that you would pay through your insurance or your primary care doctor. So basically the deal is, if you go through Alexis, you can get the tests and a one hour consult where a doctor who actually studies nutrition actually lives this diet and actually knows what she's talking about, sit down and talk to you for an hour with the personalized, you know, with the personalized results for probably the same amount of money or less than if you had just went to your normal doctor with insurance and got it on your own. Definitely less probably even half of the cost, literally. Okay, so if they want to get in touch with you, the website is? DrAlexisShields.com. Okay, and uh, Shannon, your, your site is? Well, my website is DrShannonWeeks.com, but I haven't put anything up on it because I've been working <laughs> on, this other, on this other project for quite a while. One no. day, there'll be something up there. This podcast will be on there. Awesome, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening, and Alexis and Shannon, have fun in Berlin. Thanks. Thank we'll hope to see you Come there. Come visit us. All right. I'll talk all to right. you guys all later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. <laughs>